following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Oh, hi. This is the place to talk about everything related to the home, buying or selling real estate, financing, and improvements that can help increase your home's value. I'm gonna make this place your home. This is Minnesota Home Talk on Score North. Silver bells, silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. That it is. And you know what that means? It's time for another Minnesota Home Talk Best Of episode. I know that they are a rarity. We try and be live and local 50,000 times every year. Who knows? Point being, it's the day after Christmas. The boys are probably not asleep because they have children in their households. But I'm here to play you some of the best calls that we've ever had. On Minnesota Home Talk. Hope you had a Merry Christmas, everybody. Enjoy the show. Good morning, Eric. How can I help you? I'm just calling. I have a question about the refinance rates for 15-year term. Uh, do you guys see it going downward towards the winter months here? Uh, we'll be kind of watching them. I think it, you can tell me if it's at like 3% now. What do you guys see in the future? I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, Eric, that's a great question here. Um, I, I think they're going to hold pretty steady. Now, there's lots of talk of if a recession happens, we're going to see rates drift even lower than we're at now. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where are you going to roll the dice and you know hope for this recession to come so that interest rates go a little bit lower? Or if it doesn't come, I think what's going to happen is we're probably still going to see rates hang where they're at now, um, but drift up slightly uh, throughout 2020. Um, so it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough call. Um, I would, I would swing your decision on if you think a recession is coming, then hold off because I think rates are going to go lower if that happens. But again, if not, they're going to probably remain steady or go up a little bit. Any yeah. thoughts from you, John? Um, you know, with, with interest rates and where they could go, it's, you know, everybody always watches the fed to see if things are going to be going south or north. Um, you know, there's so many things outside, uh, my thought, my thought, Theory is that we're kind of playing in uncharted territory right now. We have such low interest rates that, you know, we're always, you know, we're so market dependent seeing on how the stock market's doing. So as we get closer into the political season, there's going to be so much upheaval that it's really going to be hard to kind of, you know, throw a dart at that dartboard and figure out where it's actually going to be on the wall. So, um, you know, the one thing I do think though is that if everybody's, most of the time, the market likes to make the biggest number of fools. So if everybody is saying that the recession's coming, maybe there's a chance that it actually might be a little bit further out than everybody's thinking. Loves to recession surprise people. starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Sold. Right? Well, that's a great question, Eric. We appreciate you calling in. We're going to go back to the phone lines here. And we have Aaron on the line with us. Good morning, Aaron. We appreciate you calling in. We're going to go back to the phone lines here. And we have Aaron on the line with us. Good morning, Aaron. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for calling Uh, in. So my wife and I have been talking about selling our house and buying. um, And just when we bought and just where we are, we have about $100,000 of equity in our house. Um, When we sell, if we decide to not use most of that uh, as a down payment for the new house, but just kind of 
put it in our own 401k or own savings, would there be tax liability for doing that? And we have, we would have a couple motivations for doing it. I, I get tax exempt, uh, salary towards housing. So I'm in a rare situation, which I actually don't want my house paid off. I actually have tax reasons to have a mortgage payment. So it, would there be tax liabilities if I didn't use, say, $80,000 of that equity and just invested it? Aaron, Aaron, that's a good question. So capital gains is the question here. Um, the The rule with capital gains is that you won't have any capital gains to pay if you've lived in the home two out of the last five years. Okay. So have you guys lived there for at least two years? Yeah, we've been. This has been our home for five years. Okay. So you obviously meet that requirement there. So as a married couple, you can have a gain up to 500000 and not pay any taxes on it. You can do whatever you want with that money. So you don't have to put any of it into the next house. You can go do whatever you want with it, or you could put it all in the next house. It doesn't matter. Um, you're not going to have to pay any capital gains tax uh, on that gain. Does that go towards income, towards my, like my salary for the next year? No, nope. no, nope. okay. it's it's not it's not considered income. It's not it's not taxed um, as a gain or anything like that, or as income. It's it's money that you can take and run with it and do what you want with. All right, great, thank you. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And so the the rule is again, you have to live there for two out of the last five years to avoid capital gains. If you have lived in a property for two out of the last five years, if you're an individual. You can uh, have a gain up to two hundred fifty thousand and not pay any tax on that amount. If you're going to gain more than two hundred fifty thousand on that sale, then any dollar over two hundred fifty thousand you would have to pay tax on. As a married couple, your exclusion is five hundred thousand, so you can gain five hundred thousand on a property and not pay any tax on it as long as you've lived there two out of the last five years. That's a great question, Aaron. We appreciate you calling in. We're going to go back to the phone lines here, and we have Carrie on the line with us. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Great. Great. Well, my question for you guys this morning is actually in relation to um, the market and investment real estate. Um, my husband and I actually are just closing on our first home in January, um, but we are looking to potentially buy a rental property um, during 2020. And the reason kind of being, we've heard whisper of the market having a potential recession. And I was just wondering, is there anything that we should be keeping in mind as we look at that, since we will be buying our first property that year, as well as um, the, the potential that the market wouldn't recede, or like when you guys think it might, and just your overall thoughts on that question? That's a great question. You know, I work with a lot of investors, and I have a, uh, a good background working with investment properties in, in the Twin Cities. I actually have two duplexes myself, and we're looking at buying a new one, same, same time frame as you, next year or so. You know, the one thing I would kind of not caution, but, you know, when you're looking at the improvements and what you're going to do, I always like to look for a value add proposition on the property where if you can bring up rents or you can bring up the equity um, and the appraised value of the property, that's going to be probably your best opportunity rather than buying something turnkey. And if you can do that, you know, you can still... Hopefully, if you're buying one of these projects where you're going to need a little bit of work, you might be able to kind of constrain your rent rate rates a little bit. So if there is a recession, you know, everybody says, well, rentals are a great place and, and they absolutely are. But you got to think where is, if things go sideways with the market, where is where's the rental market going to feel that? Because everybody's going to feel it if there is a recession. Right. So right. I would caution away from getting away from that very top end market 
and do something in a little bit more of a moderate price range where if you can increase rents, fantastic. But if you still need to kind of stay at something that is, I don't want to say affordable, but something that, you know, the market will support, you know, as like a median rent. Yeah, reasonable. Exactly. I would say try to keep, you know, that way you can have a built-in buffer. Does that answer your question? Yes, that is perfect. Thank you so much for your insight. Absolutely. So, uh, Carrie, thanks for calling in here with that question. That was a good question. I'm going to comment one thing on just general market where I think home values are going to go. There are a lot of talks of, well, do we hit another real estate bubble? Do values start coming down? Things like that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the main cause of what what that real estate bubble was back in the mid-2000s was two things. You had these exotic loan programs where you didn't have to verify income. You didn't have to verify assets. It was crazy that you could go and you could borrow literally a million dollars on a primary residence and put nothing down and not have to verify your income. Like That doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of people out there that shouldn't be buying homes that could because they didn't have to verify the amount of income. So that was one problem. The other problem was um, appraisers. So every loan officer out there had his buddy appraiser that he could call and say, hey, buddy, I need the value on this house to come in at X for this deal to work. Can you make it happen? And oddly enough, the appraisal would come back. There'd be that number uh, that was needed on that appraisal, which was a false number, right? Always higher Mm -hmm. than what the property was actually worth. Um, And that made the deal go through. So now when those loans started to default, um, and those houses went back to the banks, the banks are hugely upside down, and that's why thousands of lenders across the country went under because of that. And so there are so strict rules now regarding income verification and changes in the appraisal industry where I don't see that same thing happening. Now, I see appreciation slowing down a little bit. So, you know, it was, uh, we went through the market stats earlier. It was 5.7 appreciation year over year. I think that's going to be closer to the 4% range for this next year. But still, homes are going to be gaining in value. They're not going to be losing. Okay, great insight. So thanks for calling in, Carrie. We definitely appreciate it. Um, and uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. We're going to go back to the phone lines here. We have Adam on the line with us. Good morning, Adam. Uh, hey there. Good morning. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering if you could touch base um, on uh, making biweekly mortgage payments versus just making one payment per month. Uh, one of the, one of the, what's the benefit? Is there any pros and cons? Um, and then also the benefit of making, you know, like one extra mortgage payment per year. A lot of times you hear the financial quote unquote experts talk about, yeah, if you can make one, one extra mortgage payment per year, you'll knock, you know, eight years off your, off your, off the life of your mortgage. If you could just touch base on the, on the benefits of, uh, of those, that would be, that'd be great. Yep. A- absolutely. So let's, let's start with biweekly payments. So when you make biweekly payments, so one mortgage payment or half your mortgage payment every two weeks, you're ending up making 13 full monthly payments in a 12 month period. Um, so it kind of is the same effect as if you took one twelfth of a monthly payment and added that to each monthly payment, right? You'd get the same effect. Here's the problem though. A lot of loan servicers, when they receive half a payment, right? So your first biweekly payment for the month, when they receive that, they don't apply it to your mortgage balance. They actually just hold on to it until the second half comes in. Now, when they have a full monthly payment from that second half coming in, now they apply it to your balance and your interest and stuff like that, and they recalculate for the next month. So if your loan servicer is not taking that biweekly payment and applying it right away, it's doing you zero good. You might as well just hold on to it yourself and make a full payment um, you know, at the end of the month or whatever because they're literally just holding on to it and they're not doing anything mm-hmm. with it. It's just sitting there. 
That's obviously going to depend on what lender you have, though, right? Absolutely. Yep. yep. So um, look on your statement. So I just had a client of mine that's looking to refinance that sent me a statement from their current mortgage company, and it literally said right on there that biweekly payments are applied like this. We hold on to it until the second half comes in. We don't apply until that happens, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So right there, um, they're getting zero benefit by doing that. So I pointed that out to him. I said, look, just so you guys know, the way you're doing it now with your current le- your current loan servicer, you're not getting any benefit from it. So what I would suggest to them is like, hey, if you're not going to do it through finance, but if you're going to keep your current loan and you're going to continue to try to make additional payments or make a biweekly payment deal, then what you're going to want to do is take one twelfth of your monthly payment, add that to each monthly payment, and then mm-hmm. just send one payment in. And so it'll get it applied right away. And you're paying additional principal down with each payment. It's going to be the same thing as doing biweekly payments if they applied your biweekly mm-hmm. payment to your, your loan right away. I definitely can see the argument for it being a, a simpler way to do it, where you just go every paycheck. I take out this much of my, you know, two week pay. Yes. So I mean, if if it's an ease of use thing, then you know, some people are just going to be more comfortable with that for sure. But yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna benefit financially as much as you would hope. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. the whole thing. So you know, and and I think I think the main reason why people do it is because they hear, hey, make biweekly payments. You know, then you base take a you know, you take a chunk yeah. of each check. You won't even feel it coming out, but you're actually going right. to be making one extra payment a year, and you're going to get these benefits from it. And so that's why people do it. Um, but just know if they don't apply right away, it's it's doing no good for you, really. Right. Um, in, can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. In a in a former life, I used to actually work in banking, and when you would, um, I would have people come in all the time, and they would explicitly say, okay, like if my mortgage payment is, let's say. $1,200 and they're making a payment for 1400 and they want that extra $200 applied to the principal. They didn't trust just writing out on a check or writing out on the, uh, the coupon that, you know, X amount of dollars is going to go towards the principal. They explicitly went in and said, okay, make my payment. And then this balance that's going towards the actual balance on the mortgage, not towards the next payment. Cause if you don't communicate that well enough to whoever's actually making processing that payment, that $200 is just actually going to carry over to the next month. And you're going, oh, great, they've got a credit. So you're only paying forward the future interest. Right. Not the more, not the balance. Again, not getting the benefit you're thinking exactly. you're getting from that. And so I've had a lot of people like actually send in two separate checks. One mm-hmm. check for the regular payment, a separate check yep. for the additional principal, and then they write right on there, this is for principal reduction only. Mm-hmm. You know, And so it's earmarked for that on a separate check uh, to avoid you know any sort of you know, accounting mistake, if you will, uh, like that. Have you checked out minnesotahometalk.com? It has one of the best online home search tools in the state. We have map search tools, and you can create custom home searches as well. It is updated from the MLS every single day. We offer free market analysis on your home or investment property and tons of free reports on real estate. Check us out online at minnesotahometalk.com. That's minnesotahometalk.com. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The 
problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Looking to make your current home into a dream home? Call Bella Remodeling and Roofing, the preferred remodeler of Minnesota Home Talk. Bella Remodeling and Roofing is also the Twin Cities' leading storm damage expert and can take care of your insurance restoration. Bella Remodeling does it all. The next time a storm hits your home, a pipe bursts in the basement, or you've just decided it's time to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, call Bella Remodeling and Roofing. Bella offers a free consultation, excellent customer service, and superior workmanship. Call 612-760-0949 or go to minnesotahometalk.com. TPM Flooring is a family-owned, trusted name in the flooring business. Committed to friendly customer service, competitive pricing, and attention to detail. TPM Flooring's private showroom offers a diverse selection of quality flooring products. They also supply and install solid wood, engineered wood, laminate, luxury vinyl sheet ceramic, and porcelain tile, and all types of carpet. Transforming your floors one room at a time. TPM Flooring. Call 952-746-5157 or tpmflooring.com. Brian DiMartino and the staff of Clear Choice Insurance Agency have over 31 years of experience in the insurance industry, auto, home, and business. Clear Choice has the ability to quote policies with multiple companies, giving you the best price and best coverage possible. Brian and his team will also guarantee service after the sale. Not everyone can or will. For a no-obligation analysis on your home, auto, or business insurance, call Brian DiMartino at 651-288-3190 or go to clearchoicemn.com. Riverland Bank is proud to serve as the official commercial lender of Minnesota Home Talk. Riverland Bank is locally owned and operated, so all decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. That means faster response times and more flexibility for you. Riverland Bank offers a full range of commercial services, including commercial real estate, letters of credit, operating lines of credit, equipment financing, and SBA loan programs. Call 952-492-2750 or go to minnesotahometalk.com. Riverland Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. If you're looking for a great real estate opportunity in Sioux Falls, look to Marcus Walgrave and Hague Realtors. Sioux Falls has become one of the nation's fastest-growing cities and has boasted a steady economy during one of the toughest recessions in U.S. history. The national economy is on the rebound, and Sioux Falls is ahead of the curve. Over the next 20 years, Sioux Falls is expected to grow to over a quarter million people. Hague Realtors was South Dakota's number one real estate firm in 2016, and Marcus Walgrave can help you in this hot market. It's better in Sioux Falls and Marcus Walgrave can help you get there. Call 605-496-9872 or go to minnesotahometalk.com. Yes, Christmas might be over, but we're still doing a Christmas best of show here at Minnesota Home Talk. From all three of us, I hope that you had a great Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. And I'm hoping, I'm very much hoping, that 2021 will be a better year for everyone in our country than 2020 was. So, from all of us at Minnesota Home Talk, best wishes and Happy New Year.
Go to the phone lines. Hey, Dave, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? Hey, I've got a question. Can you hear me? Sure, yep, we can hear you. Uh, yeah, well, I moved in my house, and when we moved in, there was a homeowners association, and behind our house, they owned property uh, adjacent to our house. And the homeowners association went defunct years ago, and so they've never been around. I've always considered this property ours, and I've always taken care of it. Mm-hmm. And so... Isn't there a thing called adverse possession where I could actually go and uh, have this property labeled as my own, and then when I go to sell a property, then mine and that property itself, uh, we could sell together, maybe increase the value of our uh, of our property altogether? So there is a process, uh, Dave, called adverse possession. And, and it to simplify it, if you maintain... Uh, a piece of property, usually it's a situation like yours where it, it's uh, adjacent. If you maintain and take care of that property for, say, it's 15 years, that that's the, the timeline, and you can prove that you did, then you can go through a, a process of um, of adverse possession. It, it, is, um, it, it isn't always as easy as just filing some documents, although it could be if, if no one disputes um, disputes that that adverse possession. So, uh, a lot of times you'll see this where, um, kind of your situation where someone's got a property that that's behind them, and maybe it's you know ten feet or fifteen feet or twenty feet, and they've been maintaining that property for fifteen years. They can prove that, uh, and then you have to go through the the titling process to to make sure that's acquired through adverse possession. Um, but we've got Jeff O'Brien actually. Uh, who is a partner on the show, he's working on an adverse possession case right now for one of our clients. So if you'd like to know more information about that, we can connect you with Jeff uh, next week and, and he can get you all the details. All right, that sounds good. So it's a great question, though. Uh, it does come up, and um, I think I've probably been involved in three or four uh, of them over the last 20 years, and so they're not super common, but um, but they do happen, and we've got a little bit of experience with them. So. Well, one, one other question. If, who would you give notice to if the homeowners association isn't there? Who on earth owns this property, the city? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, we can we can find out who owns it. I, I think you have to advertise. I don't I don't exactly remember the the exact process, but but uh, Jeff O'Brien does, and um, right. we'll connect with him on Monday, Dave, and and then uh, we'll go from there. All right, thank you. Hey, appreciate the call and great question. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good weekend. Go back to the phone lines. Hey, Keith, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? Yeah, guys, just had a quick question. Uh, you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Yes, thanks for calling. Yeah, so I was just wondering, you know, if in a situation where you as a buyer are looking at a at a property, maybe you hear about it word of mouth or whatever, um, and you've got an unrepresented seller who's just looking to sell this property by owner or whatever, and but you've been you as a buyer have been working with a real estate agent, but of course the the seller you know is, is looking to do it themselves to save on commissions. Mm-hmm. Just wondering how you how you structure that or how you deal with that, where a seller obviously is, is looking to pay you know potentially zero or certainly as little as possible in in commissions. Mm-hmm. It, it's a great question, Keith. So um, worked with many buyers over the years where. Uh, the property that that they wanted to pursue uh, was not listed, and, and it's typically, like you said, it's a for sale by owner. Um, and how I structure that deal, um, representing my buyers, is we go in, we 
we write an offer. In the offer, it it um, discusses the commission. So I'll write something, and then it says uh, seller agrees to pay Remax Advantage plus two point seven percent. We make it a part of the deal um, so that the seller um, does then pay it. In in twenty years of of being in this business, Keith, I I don't. Uh, we've never collected commissions from. Uh, the buyer from from the buyer that we've represented, we've always gotten it from the seller. So think about it this way: if you're a seller and and you and for sale by owners are, are not that common, even in in a really good market. Uh, and the statistics are: eighty seven percent of them end up listing their home with a real estate company anyway. Um, but if you're but if you are a seller and you've got a good offer and and that offer includes you know paying the the buyer's broker. Um, it, it's it's pretty unlikely they're not they're not going to to want to do that deal as a seller if they really want to sell the house, and so um, your agent can can negotiate that and and just make it a part of the deal and and get you into the house. So I think I I always tell my my buyers look I'm interested in getting you the house whether it's on the market or not on the market whatever house you want we're going to pursue. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Um, but are you in the? Are you looking right now? Or are you in that situation currently? No, I was just asking because I was actually talking to my folks, and they were looking at a place that they had heard from kind of a friend of a friend that the neighbor might be looking to sell. You know that kind of deal. But but they had had been working with somebody, um, you know, look, looking at places. So yeah, I I figured I'd. I'd ask the question. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. Now, now something a little bit different, Keith. We we have buyers and sellers come to us. This probably happens half to, half a dozen times a year where they've already they've already met. Buyer and seller have already come together, and they come in. They say, Jason, can you can you facilitate the transaction? So, um, you know, draft all the paperwork, set up mortgage and title. Um, you know, get the the deal to the closing table and close. Now that now that's a different deal because. We're just simply facilitating the transaction, um, but we sure. we help with those as well because it's you know even if buyer and seller have found each other, there's still a a um, a process that you know the legal paperwork because um, contracts are legally binding and then the title work and if they need a mortgage, uh, all of that has to get done as well. So um, we help out in in those situations as well. I see. Well, great. So we appreciate the call in. Great question. And I'm um, pretty sure you're going to win some Timberwolves tickets, Keith. So uh, look for those. We'll give you a shot on Monday. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Keith. Thank you. I'm Dave, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? Hey, good morning, guys. I love listening to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks, Dave. Yep. So hey, I'm uh, in Forest Lake, and uh, I'm looking uh, three to four years out possibly to sell. My home is about 25 years old, and I'm getting to the point now where some of the things like furnace and air and some of those other Somewhat larger expenses are starting to come due. And just wondering, again, that the question about being able to recoup money in a sale, um, you know, replacing things like furnace, air conditioner, other things like that, is it prudent to do that kind of thing before you sell? Um, or is it prudent to, you know, kind of wait and maintain and see if you can get those to the point of sale? Yeah, it's it's a great question. So, so when you're talking about furnace and, and air conditioning, if you... Um, if you replace those items today, Dave, you're not going to get that dollar for dollar back. And so, um, but on the same on the same token, a buyer expects to buy a home with a working 
air conditioner and furnace. Um, just because it's 20 years old doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be replaced, though. You know, I'm a big believer, and if it's if it's you know if it's not broke, you don't need to fix it. Yeah. Um, but what you can do, um, which will satisfy a lot of buyers' concerns, are, are two things. One, um, have it have it serviced, um, have it have it checked out by you know a heating cooling guy. Uh, or gal and make sure that it is functioning that there's you know that it's 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 certified um and then the second thing you can do is you can uh purchase a home warranty for those buyers when you're ready to sell and so and that can be you know you can do a two year home warranty they'll cost you about a thousand bucks, but that protects the furnace and the air conditioner for you know the next two years that that the person owns owns the property so that's what I would do. I would have it serviced. I would have it looked at. I would have you know have some maintenance done on it. Make sure that it um, it is working, and then I would just plan on buying that home warranty. Great, thank you for the advice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think you know appliances. You know, it, I think are you thinking about replacing those as well, or just well, the yeah, furnace? It would be a question of you know the furnace has been repaired a couple times. Okay. The appliances, the refrigerator is new, but some of the other things are not new. So. Yep. I, now the appliances. What I would probably do on that, Dave, is, is I would replace those. I mean, now, you know, or, or relatively soon. Um, you know, if you can, then you have a chance to, right. to use them and and you get to enjoy them for the next couple of years. Appliances that are you know a year old or two or three years old are, are you know all about the same in a buyer's eyes. And then if you have an opportunity to get them to all match, that's that's a bonus as well for buyers. All right, thank you. You're welcome. We appreciate the call. Okay. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Have a good morning. Thanks, you too. Here's a, here's a way to think of it. So you got a 20-year-old house, okay? One house has brand-new furnace, brand-new AC, stuff like that. The other house has the original furnace, has the original AC in there. Mm-hmm. Which one sells for more? They're both functioning the yeah. way they're supposed to function, right? There's nothing wrong. It's yeah. just one has the 20-year-old furnace and the AC, one doesn't. What do they sell for? Anything different? It will be. I mean, it will. The, the one with the new furnace and, and it might new, sell faster. Right? It will sell faster. It'll sell faster. It will likely sell for more, but probably not the cost of the new. Maybe twenty five percent over a over a good furnace. I mean, if you had yeah. one certified like yours, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And it depends on the furnace, and I mean, some of them last longer. You know, some of right. them you know don't. So, but 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 then it's a buyer thing too. You know, that it might be where the buyer comes in. And that's really, really important to them, right? You know, and so they they'll take maybe they'll maybe the home needs new carpet, new paint, um, but it's got a new furnace and a new air conditioner. One buyer might say, "That's the house I want. I can do the carpet and paint myself." Um, another buyer might say, "Meh, I want carpet mm-hmm. and paint now. I want to move in and enjoy it. Not worried about the furnace. Let's budget for it or let's do the home warranty." So it depends on the buyer. Yeah, you never um, know what the buyer motivations are. You don't, you know, but at the very least, you'd, you'd want to get it main, some maintenance done on it, get it certified, right. make sure that it is working properly. Here's the other thing to think about, too. A 20-year-old furnace, you know, what's the efficiencies of that furnace versus a brand new one now? Mm-hmm. How much are you going to save by putting that more efficient furnace in there? Because you're going to recoup some money there over That's the right. next three to four years through the yeah. savings. I don't know how much that is, yeah. but it's I mean, twenty year old furnace versus furnaces now. It's probably a, a fairly substantial number. At least a couple. Well, of and then they've got some time if he's going to sell in three to four years to really go out and find the best deal too mm-hmm. on a furnace because there's a lot of different prices out there. I mean, uh, that's a great point. So spend yeah. some time researching it. What do you really need? Do it in the summertime. I imagine the yeah. furnace guys are probably. I mean, they're doing more AC stuff at that point. So, can you get a deal by yeah. doing it in the summertime versus the winter? And now you're going to save yourself yeah. some money there. Right. Steve, that's a really good point because usually when people are buying 
All the furnaces and ACs yeah. that I have bought, I've had, I bought them because I had to buy it right now. Because right. the one I had went out, or or it wasn't a you know I didn't have the luxury of shopping around. Yeah. And so. it usually goes out, you know, and it's like January and forty eight <laughs> below, and uh, the wind's blowing and or, stuff, and so or, or, or July and not a good time degrees. to negotiate. Not <laughs> no, a good time no. to negotiate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the furnace guy shows up at your house, and you're in full like winter gear on right. your right. ice fishing yeah. like yeah. stuff yeah. on. Yeah. You're like you're chopping up the furniture, throwing it into the fireplace, you know. <laughs> And he's like, uh, "What? Well, yeah, do you need something quickly?" You're like, "No, no, no, no I'm Looking good for a deal. Yeah. Good for yeah. a while. Looking for a deal. Do you have a luxury home to sell? Maybe you're just curious about the value. We've worked with many high end and upper bracket homes, folks. We've developed a marketing plan to sell these homes for the highest amount in the quickest time. I would love to meet with you. Give us a call or check out our website, MinnesotaHomeTalk.com, folks. That's Minnesota." HomeTalk.com. Minnesota is a wonderful place to enjoy the four seasons, and Urban Landworks is here to help enhance that enjoyment. With our passion for outdoor spaces, Urban Landworks can make your dreams into a reality. Urban Landworks offers full custom landscapes and property maintenance. Our design teams can help you create a space through your inspiration. Urban Landworks will help construct a landscape design that fits your lifestyle. From finishing a project that has already been started to a full-blown design for a new outdoor space, our team can help. The time of year has come where the leaves start to change color and the outdoors prepares itself for winter. From fall cleanup to a professional snow removal service, Urban Landworks is here to help you through the changing seasons. Urban Landworks offers services for residential and commercial properties. Urban Landworks focuses towards quality service and innovative design. To contact our landscape team, call 612-619-2486. Or for our property maintenance team, call 612-202-8083. Or visit us on the web at M and hometalk.com. Hi, my name is Mike Newcomb from Details Home Services. It's simple. We clean homes. We show up on time and do the job to your complete satisfaction. Guaranteed. We offer weekly, bi-weekly, or every four-week recurring service. Or we can clean your home one time, like if you're selling it. The great thing about Details is we also offer carpet cleaning and window cleaning. So one call does it all. Find our phone number and more at DetailsServices.com. That's DetailsServices.com. Home Media Innovations is your local resource for residential and commercial audio, video, and security system technology, including home theater systems, lighting, security, media rooms, and communications integrations. Let the experts at Home Media Innovations create an out-of-this-world entertainment experience for you. If you can imagine it, they can create it. Home Media Innovations is the Upper Midwest's audio, video, and security systems expert for both home and business. For more information, call 651-344-6228 or go to HM. IAV.com. Brian DiMartino and the staff of Clear Choice Insurance Agency have over 31 years of experience in the insurance industry, auto, home, and business. Clear Choice has the ability to quote policies with multiple companies, giving you the best price and best coverage possible. Brian and his team will also guarantee service after the sale. Not everyone can or will. For a no obligation analysis on your home, auto, or business insurance, call Brian DiMartino at 651-288-3190 or go to Clear choicemn.com have a real estate related question but just can't remember the number well here you go one more time 651-646-8255 and again that's 651-646-8255 
Hi, my name is Mike Newcomb from Details Home Services. It's simple. We clean homes. We show up on time and do the job to your complete satisfaction. Guaranteed. We offer weekly, bi-weekly, or every four-week recurring service. Or we can clean your home one time, like if you're selling it. The great thing about Details is we also offer carpet cleaning and window cleaning. So one call does it all. Find our phone number and more at DetailsServices.com. That's DetailsServices.com. Trend Staging specializes in affordable redesigns and staging of vacant homes. The real estate market is competitive and a properly staged home can make all the difference and help your property sell fast and at a fair price. Trend Staging specializes in working with homeowners and investors to meet their objective of selling their properties as quickly as possible to maximize their investment. Let Melissa and Lori at Trend Staging help you bring your property up to the best level possible. For more information, go to minnesotahometalk.com. That's minnesotahometalk.com. Here's Jeff O'Brien with Chestnut Cambrone with another Minnesota Home Talk Legal Minute. Several Minnesota cities require truth and housing inspections prior to the sale of a home. In Minneapolis, for example, a truth and housing evaluation is needed for any sale of a single-family house, duplex, townhouse, or first-time condo conversion. The report needs to be done within three days of offering the property for sale and before it can be shown to prospective buyers. The evaluation can only be done by a Minneapolis licensed evaluator. The evaluation covers certain items and identifies required repairs. Copy of the evaluation report, the certificate of approval if issued, and the list of repair items can be found on the city's property information website. The truth and housing evaluation must also be displayed on the property so potential buyers can view it. Repairs must be made when a house is sold. Buyers must sign the acknowledgement of responsibility unless a certificate of approval has been issued and file it with the City of Minneapolis within one day of the closing. The buyer then has 90 days to complete all required repairs. After the repairs have been completed, a reinspection must be done. Before you list your home for sale, be sure to check with your city to find out whether you are required to have a truth and housing evaluation performed. That was Jeff O'Brien with Chestnut Cambrone. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Merry Christmas from the whole team here at Minnesota Home Talk. Hope you had a great Christmas and further back a great Thanksgiving. And I hope, from my heart of hearts, that you're going to have a great New Year's. Now enjoy more of the best of our calls that we've received here at Minnesota Home Talk on Score North. Let's go to the phone lines. Hey, Chris, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good. How are you? Not bad, thanks. I've got a quick question for you. If I've got, say, like a couple thousand dollars to invest in my house anywhere um, and try to improve its value, what are the what are the best couple places to start? How big is your house? It's uh, 1,700, 1,800 square feet. Okay. So if you're, if you're, ta- if you're talking a couple grand and, and you are... Are doing the improvements in order to sell for for a higher amount in in a quicker time. I would probably uh, I would probably put that two thousand dollars to either paint mm-hmm. or or flooring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I would start with I would start with something that you can do on your own, which is a deep clean and declutter and just making you know sure you get rid of a large amount of the personal items, but. We're talking about spending money on it. It's probably with that amount of money, I'm going to put it into paint and and some type of flooring because I think that uh, you'll get your your best return um, when a buyer walks through the door. Fantastic. And and what about a longer term? Is it same same answer? Well, no. I mean, a longer term is you know, are you, and more money or 
Potentially, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you if you're talking about that, we're gonna I'm gonna want to pull comparables and take a look at okay, what are the what are the comparable properties? What have they done? Do they have uh, you know new kitchen appliances? Do they have you know new countertops or new flooring or new light fixtures? And so that that will determine or drive that on what the the smartest uh, investment and improvements should be. Um, and and in the paint one. You know that should be done really right before you go on the market as as well. So if you got a couple grand to spend, um, I'd put it towards paint. But I would wait to do that till right before you go on the market because then it's fresh and um, it's it's not scuffed yet either. <laughs> right. So, okay. Perfect. Thanks so much. Yeah. Great question, Chris. Appreciate the call in. All right. Have a great day. You too. So we talk a lot about um, if you got uh, a certain amount of money, make modifications to your house for selling. So let's say you got an older house. Like our old house we had, 1986 built, like every room was like sectioned off, right? Mm-hmm. Then back then it wasn't the open concept. It was more of like you yeah. wanted to divide. Yep. So would knocking out a wall mm-hmm. and opening it up come into the conversation yes. versus carpeting or, or painting mm-hmm. or something like that? Maybe mm-hmm. just taking that money and knocking a wall out to yes. open the whole space up? Yep. That could come into play too? It, it can, and, and I've I've recommended that many times yeah. over the years, you know, especially... You know, there's you've got you've got that wall that just you know you you break down the wall and now it opens up to the to the dining slash great room area. That that open concept is what people have really wanted in the last twenty years, and and so that can be a, a great you know way to to spend the money. If you're knocking down a wall, you're probably going to have to redo the flooring and paint anyway right. um, because you've got some sheetrock and flooring repairs to make. But yes, I I would I would absolutely look at knocking a wall down. Back to the phone line. Uh, John, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, thanks hey, for calling. Uh, just question about uh, potential investment in real mm. estate. Uh, a couple questions. What you know? What's the best uh, down payment to think about? Like ten, ten percent, twenty percent, and and what's a reasonable expectation in terms of uh, performance, uh, cash flow? Is it is it something where you're you're happy if it just cash flows? Can you expect you know, to to earn a couple hundred dollars a month, or or do you feel like you're probably going to have to kick in a little bit at first? We what's a reasonable expectation in terms of financial performance of a just a standard two three bedroom single family residential property as as an investment? So I, I think in a property like that, John, you're going to want. I mean, it. Everyone has different goals, right? And are they buying for cash flow? Are they buying for you know tax sheltering? Are they they buying for you know future? Um, wealth building and and so, but but I think a, a lot of our investors, what they're looking to do, they're expecting to put twenty percent down. Um, so they're expecting mm-hmm. to have enough cash to put the twenty percent down, mortgage the rest, and then they they like to cash flow between three and five hundred dollars per month per unit. And so if you have a single family home or townhome, um, you know three to five hundred dollars a month, um, or if it's a fourplex, you know three or five hundred dollars. Uh, per month per unit, so the, the, that's kind of a range. What we do is we actually um, we run a five page uh, a rental analysis for our clients, yes. and and so we plug in exactly what the price is, your down payment, the interest rate, uh, the expenses, so the overhead of the property, uh, your taxes, insurance, maintenance, all of those items, utilities, and then it tells you exactly. John, it tells you exactly what your cash on cash return is. So it takes a look at, okay, you put 20% down, what's the cash on cash return? And then it also takes a look at every year for the next 10 years, what your return on that property would be if you sold it based on 
maybe we put in a 5% appreciation, mm-hmm. and then it, there's a cost to sell, so we calculate that in as well. It's a very good tool. I've it's seen a, it. It's, yes. a, it's a great yeah. tool. Yeah, it's a and great so tool. Th- that's important to run that on anything you're looking at because it, it just it varies. It, the cost, you, know, you might have a house that's exactly the same, but one has more maintenance or because it's older or right. there's there's different factors. So we plug in the numbers and we run the analysis and then based on that our clients make a decision whether or not they want it. Okay. And that that three to five hundred that you talked about, is that after setting aside uh um so some extra money for major repairs that might come down over the course of ten years? Well we definitely we definitely um estimate maintenance in, in those numbers. Um Major repairs. I mean, that's something you're going to want to calculate on the front end when you're buying the property. You do your your you full that, property yeah. inspection, and so if you know there's going to be, you're going to need a new roof or new furnace. Then yes, you're going to calculate that into the numbers. So it would be a three to five hundred dollars a month after um, uh, estimated expenses. But that's probably one of the biggest errors I think in, the, in all the years that I've that I've had a rental property. People don't put anything into a reserve Correct. for major. Repairs, right? And and whamble all of a sudden because it will happen. It's not if; it's just when. Absolutely. And then, oh, I didn't have anything in the bank. I never, I never figured that I would have. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. I think that is one of the biggest mistakes is people don't plan for um, maintenance items. And and John, you're talking about major maintenance items like roof, windows, siding, um, things like that. That's why it's so important to do that full property inspection when you buy it, so so that you know what you're getting into exactly, so you can plan for it. So. Just like getting married or something. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, John. Merry Christmas. You too. Thanks. Back to the phone lines. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? Yes. Uh, my mother just moved out of her house, and uh, it, it's vacant right now. We're going to do some work on it before we sell it. Now, I don't, we aren't really sure what or how much work we should do. Um, it's a nice house in a nice suburb. Uh, she has hardwood floors throughout, mm. and they've always been covered with carpet. <laughs> but but it's, it is a 1960 house, so it's, uh, you know, we're just wondering, boy, if we did the hardwood floors, that would be a, uh, that'd be something people would see right away when they walked in. Yep. Um, but, and I don't know what the cost would be to do that, uh, but typically is, uh, is that something that, that's worth it, that if you put, Five thousand in, you might get eight thousand out of it. So, so I just had some clients, um, similar situation. They, um, the folks had passed, and and they um, were they had the house, and so they mm-hmm. were um, selling it as an estate. Um, they did that. They took out all the carpet, and they they refinished all the hardwood floors. It looked fantastic. Um, it looked it looked really good. Um, yeah. This would be a situation where I would still want to run comparables for you, find out what um, the the similar comparable solds. What they did, uh, it, it's going to be less expensive to put in new carpet than it is to, to refinish those floors. But um, if there's a big price difference, like you just said, if you can make an extra, you know, eight thousand dollars and it's only going to cost you five to to redo the floors, which you're probably how many square feet of floors you think you have? Well, I, I would say for sure uh, fifteen hundred. So you're you're probably right. It would it's going to cost you about five grand to do those the those floors. But they so. may be lucky, you know, if it's been carpeted since it was almost new. That's a good point. I've seen some cases you take that carpeting off, and other than a little around the, yes. the edges, yep. you really, I mean, it's darn near to. free. Yep. That, that, I, mean, you know, back, I mean, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, you definitely back want to, in, go ahead. Back in like 1960, I, I I don't think they put poly over them. It's just. Uh, mm-hmm. 
um, you know, so they could scratch real easy. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I'm just looking more of a, a wow factor when someone walks in, and I think there really would be one uh, if they were redone. They look great when they're redone. They they really do. Yeah. You know, and and it's, you know, how much do you think the house is worth? Uh, three fifty. Three fifty, and so I mean, you know, hardwood floors um, mm-hmm. are going to look really nice in a in a three fifty house, and so. But I I can run comparables for you. That's something we offer for. Uh, it's free. We offer all of our our customers, clients, and radio show listeners, and that's a good that's a good uh, start. Because because on the other hand, you don't want to if it's not going to get you any more right. in the sale price, you don't want to spend five grand if you can just do right. the new carpet for you know a couple grand. So sure, um, really good question though. We appreciate that. Okay. This, right. is, this is where a good real estate agent, you know, I mean, if all they're going to do is just, just kind of take your information and throw it out on the MLS mm-hmm. and fill out a form, you know, you're paying about the same. I mean, you might as well get somebody with, uh, like Jason, with experience that, that knows something and can really help you do it because that's all you're, that's what you're paying for. It is. It, that expert sure. advice. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> experience. Guys, I love the show. Thank you. Merry Christmas. You too. Let's go back to the phone lines. Hey, Steve, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? Good morning, Jason. Can you hear me? I sure can. Thanks for calling in. Hey, uh, my question is, I have uh, several properties and kind of want to sell them maybe future down the road. And if I did, without getting hit with capital gains, if I purchased uh, or actually purchased something as much as what I sell the properties for, would I get hit for a capital gains on something like that, like uh, like a like a kind or not? No, you you wouldn't. So he, so here's the rules on on a 1031 exchange, <clears throat> and and that that's how you would you would avoid the capital gains is if you sold um, a property or multiple properties. Let, let's say you packaged up a few, um, and you you sold them as a package. Maybe that the price and then just for easy numbers is is five hundred thousand. You would then have to buy a property that is five hundred thousand dollars or greater to do a ten thirty one exchange into that. So so the rules on that, Steve, are are once you sell and close on that property, you have forty five days to identify the property that you're going to ten thirty one into or or purchase. And so you you can up to, you can identify several properties. So uh, we just had a client that I sold a property. Um, he identified three properties within that 45-day period. You don't have to buy them all. He just he's just buying one of them. But it does need to be a like-kind property. So if it's income-producing, um, you know whether it's a single-family home or you know or an apartment or a fourplex or it has to, you know real estate to real estate generally is fine. Um, it just has to be the same price or greater. Then you and you do have to roll all of the gains. From that property into the next one, you have to to use a 1031 company, so they facilitate the transaction. There's there's a bunch of rules it has to be done. Uh, it has to be done exactly the right way, um, but it is something that we work with um, uh, often. Like you said, it has to be done within the 45 days of the grace period of from the time you sell to the time that you purchase the other. Correct. Well, so you do have to identify within 45 days, but you don't have to close for six months. And so, okay. you, so you've got All plenty right. of time yep. to close. You just have to, within that forty-five day period, identify what you're going to close on within six months. Okay. And you can so, and you can identify right. several properties. So you can have twenty properties on the list within those forty-five days, and then you just have to make sure you close on one of those properties within the six months. Yeah. Oh, that's that's even better. That's yep. even better. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It is. It works you've out. answered my question. Yeah, I, I've been kind of 
in the next five years, I'm going to be doing something like that. And I just didn't know how to go about doing something like that. Sure. We, we work with uh, 1031 Exchange Company, of course, our title company, uh, trademark title. They're, they're very familiar with the 1031 Exchange process. Um, we, we, we work with them often. One of, one of the things, if you want, Steve, you want us to do a, a quick market analysis on your properties now so you can you know see what the current value is or whenever you want that done, just let us know. We'll do a free CMA for you on those properties. On question on that. Now, can it be out of state because these properties are out of state? Where at? What state? Iowa. Uh, yes, absolutely. That's where I'm heading to right now to do some to do some work early in the morning. Like you were talking four thirty <laughs> in the morning, I was up at four o'clock hitting the road. So yeah, man. I'm almost there. Were you going to Ames or Des Moines or, or were you headed? actually Waterloo? Waterloo. Oh yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. Well, we can definitely help out with that. Okay, well, thank you so much. I appreciate the heads up on that. You're welcome. We, we appreciate the call. We appreciate the question. All right. All right, Steve. You. Have a good weekend. Back to the phone lines. Dave, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? Yeah, hello. Um, um, I got a um, five-bedroom house in Egan. Uh, it was built in the 70s, two-story. And we're going to be doing the main master bathroom remodel here coming up this winter. Okay. Um, what's the is there, what's the real thumb on how much to spend? You know, for how much your house is worth, so you can get your money back. Yeah, when, that, when that, you go to sell, I, what do you I think, know it's a pretty broad question, yeah. but what do you think your your current value is? I don't know, like three thirty ish, three three forty. And, and you have five bedrooms, but how many bathrooms do you currently have? Uh, two and a half. And and so you're are you are you going to remodel the master bath? Yeah, yeah, the main yeah the main bathroom. Yep. Okay. Um. Is it a master bathroom, or, or is it, or is it, is it connected to the master bedroom, or? Uh, yep, it does connect to the bath master. Yep, the it, bedroom. Okay. Um, oh, I, mean, I guess my only concern, like I don't, I want to make sure we do that. You know, we don't go crazy on finishes, but yeah, you know, yeah. you know, because I know your idea is to get you're you're supposed to get the most money back on a bathroom remodel when you sell. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think you can. Um, it's a pretty so, broad question. So, what what's in the bathroom right now? What does it look like? What's what's in? There? Uh, it's just honestly, it's like from the eighties. Uh, it's got tile, just a crappy old vanity, a tub. I mean, nothing. Separate shower, separate the, tub, or is it? Yeah. It is. Uh, no, nope, well, um, a full bath. Yeah, okay. a full full tub. So, uh, tub shower combo. I mean, yep. I mean, mm-hmm. I the thing is, when you redo bathrooms like that, you can. If you take your time doing it, you can find some, I mean, really good deals out there on vanities, you know, whether it's granite or, you know, a lot of the, there's remnant granite that's out there. Um, you know, I, I just, I wouldn't go overboard, but putting in, you know, a hard surface for the, for the vanity, um, new okay. toilet, you know, new, um, bathroom, you don't even have to do tile. If you don't want to, Dave, you can do a nice, uh, insert, a nice, um, okay. you know, shower insert and then just, the floor, you know, something that that people are, I mean, looks really nice right now is is LVT luxury vinyl tile or luxury oh, vinyl okay. planks in the bathroom, and those are, you know, they give it that that tile, that ceramic tile feel, but they're they're it's warmer. Cheaper to install. Well, and they're a little bit less expensive. I mean, but it looks really nice, and it's warmer than tile too. And so, huh. uh, you know, I would look into that product, and um, but that'll, I mean, those that'll be a nice uh, nice upgrade for the house for sure. Yeah, like the tile on the on the top is that um, like getting your return back? Do is, do people like that when they when they buy houses now? I haven't. We've been in our house so long that I don't know what to help people like anymore. I know. I don't. I don't think so. I, I mean, if you're gonna do, you know, Dave, if you're gonna do a walk-in shower, 
Um, yeah. you know, that's different, you know, but as far as the, the tile around the tub, I think you'd be just, just as, as good doing a nice, uh, insert where it's a, you know, one okay. uh, fiberglass piece that goes in. Sure. So that's right. what I would do. I think that'd look okay. great. So cool. Yeah. Okay. That answers my question. So cool, man, great question. We appreciate yeah, you calling in. No problem. We'll talk to you. Thanks, Dave. If you are in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, Todd Rooker has the answers and the information you are looking for. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? There are attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion and none of these people work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. Call Todd Rooker today at 763-559-3800 or go to minnesotahometalk.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at jasonwalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out jasonwalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, all right. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at applywithmike.com. Because he's super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. You know, normally when I put together a best of Minnesota home talk, I try and choose multiple different types of music, but truth be told, I think it's pretty tough to beat good old Nat King Cole. From our team to your families, we hope you had a very Merry Christmas, and we hope that you'll have a very, very Merry New Year. A few calls to go, but if we don't talk again until then, stay safe and have a good rest.